Uh, quick funny story for you guys. Kitchen was done. Finally, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna make dinner. I'm at my uh, my girl over. She hasn't moved in yet. She's moving in after the wedding. Nice. I was gonna have her over for a nice romantic dinner, right? Uh, I brought everything, including wine, but I forgot to get a cork, uh, the bottle opener, right? So I was like, fuck it. One time, I remember I opened it with a knife. I could do that oh, shit no. again if I wanted to. Oh, oh no. no. Oh no. So uh, it didn't. It didn't go uh, according to plan. I'm sure you know where this is going. So my new newly finished kitchen. Um, as she was like walking by, I like was t- trying to open it, push the shit in. It was red wine, of course. Ugh. So I, so this shit shot straight up all over my new painted ceiling. Uh, it got on her dress, ruined my shirt, and uh, yeah, it was a really romantic night, you know. Columbia, Columbia. Welcome everyone to another episode of the Knicks Wall. We got a uh, we got a quite interesting lineup today. We got returning from the grave Kyle Maggio. What's going on, everybody? And then we got not one but two trays here. I'll let you both introduce yourselves. Christ, I gotta get it out, man. <laughs> um, my name I go by Trey Zingas on Twitter of the Knicks Wall, and I'm here with my friend. And uh, I'm uh, I go uh, Black Trey. We got Black Trey. Uh, we got uh, TBA affiliated. TBA affiliated. The wonderful TBA. Um, and yeah, we're here to talk about a very slow-moving Knicks free agency period. Man, I'm I'm freaking bored by this so far. I really like. I thought we were gonna get waiters, and that would be the exciting thing I needed to. You know, to say like this is gonna be this is gonna be a year next year. I'm gonna have this is finally gonna be fun. But all I got is Ron Baker so far. That's it. That's it. We literally just have Ron Baker. <laughs> like like that's that's it. You know it's bad because we were actually hoping for Dion Waiters. I was hoping uh, for you know? Shelvin Mack, man. That's how I know it's bad. Shelvin Mack actually, I thought would would be the next pickup. To be honest. Well, I'm not- I was hoping. Yeah, I'm 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 hoping he still comes around. I've I had some pretty uh you know, of course we were hoping for Holiday earlier on that never happened. Uh you know, I was hoping for Hill. I thought that would have been a real you know, we had a real chance there. Never happened. Um yeah, I'm just kind of, you know, I I get the I get the looking for the mid-tier kind of guy, but this is this is starting to feel like they have less of a plan than I thought they did. At least Phil's gone. Right, like that's our big upside here. Yeah. We've won. We've won the off season. Phil's gone. Yeah, I think I think uh, how the Knicks are kind of going to go about it, you know, as far as uh, handling management first, and then uh, trying to uh, maneuver or work with uh, the roster that they have in place. So, um, you know, the fact, like he said, uh, that Phil's gone, so there'll be a, a change in the offense, which is a bonus, especially with what pieces that you guys already have over there. Um, and then you guys drafted Frank, which, you know, he should be healthy by, you know, season opener and stuff like that. And I know they're looking for a veteran to mentor him. Um, but for the most part, I mean, I think that's a positive going forward. But I know it's been a long drop for you guys. So um, I know you guys want immediate change and it's going to take a minute. Well, that's kind of what, what I'm thinking about too. It's like, 
You know, it's not like this year at all. We could have gone from the beginning. You know, the Knicks weren't getting Paul George. They weren't getting Gordon Hayward. They weren't getting any of these names. It's not like they had much of a chance to make a splash. Plus, they only have like $16 million in cap space. Like, you're not going to land a, a huge name like that. And, I mean, I get they got about, you know, they got they got about that much to spend on some guys now. They can get some dudes to fill out the rotation. But it's just, it seems to me like they got to start playing the trade market around the deadline next year or free agency next year. And that's going to be the time when they can really start making the splash. But see, I'm okay with, I feel like I'm the only one who's okay with it being like this. I was hoping we didn't sign anybody because we usually do some stupid shit at this point. Like, that's a fact. That's a fact. Like, mm-hmm. like, think about it, right? Like, Hornacek's on record now that Phil's gone going, hey, KP's not going anywhere. We're building around KP. It's well known that Melo is – it's highly probable he's gone by this time the season opener rolls around, right? So basically, you know, and, and Hornacek's comments too, you know, oh, well, KP's going to be featured. That's going to be our guy. So all signs kind of point to, you know, KP being the man. And even how slow they moved on the point guards uh, that were available – kind of speaks to i mean maybe and it could be wrongly you could argue but maybe they really do believe in frank right from the get-go because i'm kind of just i don't know i'm okay with it like we've been hoping for like a patient rebuild now if you 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 got kp in the stable you got frank and it's like just let them play you got billy billy's he showed he can play so just let the chips fall where they may and i wouldn't really worry about picking up somebody uh and forcing your hand in, in free agency now like uh, as a point guard think about there's always a, a veteran point guard available for the veteran minimum during the year like if you're really worried about getting a, a frank a mentor like he'll be there you don't gotta rush it right now he'll be there so i, I mean i don't know i kind of just like the youth movement just just chill let some money clear off the books like do what you got to do you got a couple horses in the stable here. I'm I'm fine. I mean, it sucks aesthetically that Ron Baker is the only thing we've signed, but uh, you know, I, I'm okay with it. I like where we're at. Well, I, I'm I'm thinking there's another approach to this whole thing, and we kind of just right before you hopped on Trey, we were kind of talking about it. Where um, Marcus Smart now has to become available for the Boston Celtics, and I would yeah. be I would be more than happy. I'd probably be even happier than signing someone like George Hill if we were to get Marcus Smart out of this whole thing. I don't Absolutely. really know what they could offer, but I do you guys feel like Marcus Smart could be worth the future first? Um Yeah, honestly, I think Marcus Smart is like even though I like dislike Marcus Smart, not for him as a person, but him on a Marcus Smart is one of those guys that he's great on your team, but you hate playing against him. One hundred percent, yes. Hundred percent. I think that he'll bring some type of grit and also flair to the Knicks if he could join them. Um he also just goes really hard, and he's a super passionate guy. I mean, and the fact that he really likes Boston, if he's moved, he's going to play with a chip on his shoulder. Yeah, in that in that um, description, he's pretty much point guard Joe Kim Noah. Like, I know Joe Kim Noah is, like, washed at this point or whatever, but, like, I hated him when he was on the Bulls. Absolutely hated him. But now, like, if he was doing that for my team, like, I totally understand, like, why he is the fan favorite. I think Marcus Smart can be that, too. Like, I totally dislike watching that guy play basketball but that's because he's on the celtics like it just adds to it but if you play for the knicks i would wholeheartedly root for that kid and think about the fit too because frank is supposed to be this big long point guard right seven foot wingspan six six big frame so if you think he's going to develop into you know a, a good offensive player and especially a defensive kind of guy you pair marcus smart you know at you could even throw him at the two right and then that's suddenly a very 
potentially intimidating backcourt. And, you know, that's something you could really build off, too. If K, you know, KP is what he is, he's the real deal. Let's see if uh, uh, Billy makes another leap here. But if you have two young, youngish stud point guards to go with those guys, that's really something to build off of. Yeah. Yeah, he has, okay. He just has a lot. You can play him with a lot of different positions. You can do different things with him on defense, which is the biggest thing. I feel like the Knicks haven't had, you know, they have like Courtney Lee, who's all hyped up for his defense. I don't really know if that held true throughout the year, but Marcus Smarts is the kind of guy that you can play at a lot of different positions. He can defend a lot of different people, and I don't think the Knicks have had anyone like that in a long time. Now, better question, would you guys want Avery Bradley or Marcus Smart? If you had had to pick. Take Marcus Smart. Okay. Um, What's the difference in their contracts? Avery Bradley is a free agent after this season, and then Smart, you can qualify and offer him after the end of the season. I was just looking at all of this. Okay. He's like eight million now. Avery Bradley's eight million now. He expires after this season. Damn, he's gonna get paid though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'd probably go with Smart then. Yeah, I would go with Smart because uh, you know, the thing is, Avery Bradley's an elite defender, but I mean, he made some bond, he made some bound leaps as far as his offensive game this year. But you never know what you what which Avery Bradley you're gonna get. But Marcus Smart. You got to see that a little bit at Oklahoma State. And, you know, with time and opportunity, I think he can actually kind of in open court score and fill it up. So and he's a high energy guy too to run the second unit if he stays in. Yeah, I absolutely agree with that. Um, I was all in on Bradley. I think he might be like the most underrated player in the league. He's should have made all defensive team as everyone knows, including all the players. Um, and he like quietly averages almost seven rebounds a game. He can shoot like he can kind of do everything. And like he just never gets credit for the things that he does. But after looking at contracts and stuff like Marcus Smart just makes way more sense for the Knicks and like the current construct and moving forward. Um, I think there's only like a two or three year difference in age, which is really not that much. Um, but yeah, you got to trade for Marcus Smart in that situation if you have the choice. Yeah. You got you got so many more options to go with there, but I mean he's kind of it seems like the best the best player available right now. I mean you know, I, I I for one thought that Rubio was coming here without a doubt. I was kind of I penciled in already, but you know it's it seems like if the Knicks want to get someone you know whether to mentor or whether to grow with Frank, they need to they're going to need to explore the trade market a little bit. Um, but are, is there any other any other free agents you guys got an eye on? Any sneaky picks? Um, I should go go ahead, Jerry. I I don't know. I mean, I like. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I, I like uh, possibly Olenek. Um, because I know he's a. I think he's a free agent now. Yeah, they renounced him. Mm-hmm. So I mean, like he's a great fit in the locker room. The guy plays hard, spreads the floor. He's gonna be a good pickup for anybody, to be honest. Um. I feel like the Knicks need more front court help than, than actually guard play. I yeah, I think yeah, I think yeah. they need like wing because Carmelo is probably gone, right? He's out of there. You guys yeah. think so? Yeah. I'm kinda I'm I'm not totally convinced that they can get him rid of him before the season. So this is the thing. Um, you know, as he's working out and stuff, the disrespect has just crossed the line to to the extremity now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think you know, Melo never says anything, Melo never 
you know, really lashes back. Sometimes you make his Instagram, you know, that's the, the release now is Instagram. Um, for the most part, I just think that, that he needs, you know, it's, it's a marriage that needs to be split up. You know, Knicks fans deserve a clean slate and Melo deserves to go play with somebody and potentially get a chance to, uh, you know, take the postseason. You know what I mean? It's been a while. Um, and I think, I think both, both, uh, both franchises, wherever he lands, uh, would benefit from it because now they can move forward um, and start fresh, like we said earlier. You know what I mean? With Frank and KP and, you know, you still got Kyle and you got guys like uh, that's building a new culture. So I'm all for it if, if, he, if he's bought out. Just, just, just a little side note. Kyle Quinn blocked us, so we don't really acknowledge him that oh. much over here. Gotcha. Now we were just we were trying to um, decipher his acronyms, and I guess he got tired of it. Just like random words. Okay. He hit us with the block. Yeah. So it was a sad day too. It was like right around Christmas, and yep, kind of ruined the holidays for me. Sorry to hear that, man. Maybe I can get that that block lifted. Yeah, it'd be nice. We've been trying. We've been trying. I'll send all the text, man. Appreciate that. Um, all right. So, I mean, there's not much more Knicks, uh, stuff to really report on right now. It's been, it's just been so quiet, but as far as the whole rest of the NBA goes, we've had some pretty, some pretty massive trades go down, some, some big signings. Uh, which ones are standing out to you guys most? I guess uh, Gordon Hayward, right? It's gotta be Gordon. Uh, I wasn't really shocked about that, but... I mean, it was the one it, that really shocked me was uh, Zach Randolph ending up in Sacramento. Absolutely, that was such a random pickup. But for George Hill to say that he preferred uh, a place with outdoors mm-hmm. because he's an outdoorsman and that's why he chose Sac was just the most random answer ever. Um, you know, I, I guess it's, it's okay. The West, you know, going to be the West, but I, I don't know. I'm I'm pretty much. I mean, the Warriors just got deeper. Yeah. Um, Swaggy. You know, I'm curious to see what other teams continue to do. I mean, I know right now Boston's trying to unload Crowder and a couple other guys. So, yeah, it kind kind of like there's most of the big name guys seem to be off the board at this point or like found some homes. But I just there feels like there's still some shuffling going on. Oh, it's a lot of shuffling going on because a lot of these guys that's getting sign they have to make these contracts work so a lot of guys are going to get shuffled you see that's that's what i was just trying to talk about with these guys was now that the celtics are trying to move marcus smart avery bradley like yeah they picked up hayward at the moment with those other guys on the roster it looks like that's a formidable lineup but if you lose a bradley or you lose uh, i mean i think i think bradley was a bigger part of that team last year but if you lose bradley or smart i think people are kind of overlooking the impact that that's going to have on them next year you know adding Hayward sure I mean maybe they'll score a little bit more but if you lose one or both of your best defenders on that team I don't really see how that's going to get you past the Cavs I don't understand because that's what the move was for it's for the Cavs it doesn't matter seeding regular season nothing so I'm I'm unsure how that really sets you know puts them over the top now if you got to get one or both those guys out of there yeah I don't. I don't see. I think they take a step back with getting rid of those guys. I mean, like, trust yeah, me. Trust me. Uh, Gordon Hayward's pretty good, but 
I'm not sacrificing Jay Crowder and uh, Avery Bradley for that. I would have shopped Al Horford before I shopped those two. I'm waiting to I see what happens with these picks. They, they, have, they have a couple of decent picks coming up the next couple of years, and, and Hayward's still pretty young. He's, you know, early prime still. I don't know. This I feel like to them this could be a, a move that's them trying to build a little bit more so they don't have to worry about the Cavs as much, and they can just be the, the lasting team out east, I guess. You know what's kind of weird? I feel like Danny Ainge, if, was, if Utah had called him and was like... Uh, We'll take Smart, Crowder, and Bradley for Gordon Hayward. Like, I feel like that wouldn't happen. Like, I feel like Ainge would hang up the phone. Like, even if, he, like, assume the new contract happens, whatever. Mm-hmm. But I don't think Ainge does that trade. But now that he's signed Hayward and he's forced to do it, like, I don't know, it feels kind of off. Like, I wouldn't want to unload those three just to get Gordon Hayward back. If that 100, 100%. Like, 100%. Yeah, he's forcing it. His hand is being forced here, so you know he's going to yeah. get less in return. I don't yeah. know. I, I just think I think this like aesthetically because it's a name. It sounds like it makes them better, but I'm I, I don't see it with what they're going to have to lose here. I don't. And the other thing, too, real quick about before I forget about the picks, everybody wants to talk about all of these picks that they have. Right. But that last that uh, roster is pretty loaded. Right. And they have what? Two picks next year. Three picks next year in the first yes. round. And then what, what do they have in 2019? Two. I'm, you, I'm not sure. Okay, but my um, point is, my point is by by volume, right? They have like let's say between like four and six first round picks the next two years, right? All the assets. You can't draft and sign those guys. You can't hold on to all those picks with the roster you have. Like now you have Tatum, you have Jalen Brown, you have a bunch of guys. Like through you know, unless you plan on getting these lottery picks or, or you know. You know, mid mid first round pick guys, and then just having them as reserves. I don't get. You, well, you can't sign all of them. You can't keep all of them. At some point, like you got to cash some of those chips in. Right. Well, that's. I feel like they've been kind of doing that. They've been drafting more guys overseas and stashing them. Um, you know, it's kind of like how long can you about. tread water? Is my point. You know. No, it's true. But you know, they got. It's kind of the situation too, where you got you know Avery Bradley's contract's about to expire. He's going to get some money. You know, they might not want to pay it. So if they have a guy who's ready to step up into his shoes, it's almost like they're building themselves a, a high level farm system here. I, yeah. I, I just feel like I feel like 100 percent you're correct. I just think at some point there's going to be too many. There is already too many picks for what's going to happen the next two or three years. Like some of those just by simple math, like some of those picks are going to have to go because they, they can't keep drafting an infinity amount of guys overseas. You know, like you can only buy yourself so much time. I was just thinking about this this past week because I was just like, they have too many picks. At, at some point, you're going to run out of things to do with the picks. And then, then what? You know, the point is you got to move these things while they're hot. You got to move them while they're still a commodity for tanking teams, things like that. You can't just pick dudes and then throw them overseas and hope somebody trades for them either. I don't know. But anyway, just... Well, I don't know. What do you, what do you think that... What do you think about the trade, uh, the Markel Fultz trade then? I thought that was stupid. Yeah, because that that feels yeah. like them cashing in when when it's hot. I thought I only thought it was stupid because I thought I didn't get the if they did it if they made the trade we knew they were going to take a wing right and we knew they were in hot pursuit of Jimmy Butler or Paul George or Gordon Hayward or whoever else the Celtics fans think that Danny Ainge was going to get them and on top of that you have like Jalen Brown there already and Jalen Brown looks like he's going to turn into something so 
I, I didn't get like why we now you signed Hayward. Now you have Jalen Brown and now you just kind of have Tatum in the fold to go where, you know, like he was a number three pick. He wants to play. He can play and he's going to have limited minutes. It just, I don't know. Well, I mean, we have to see how the rest of the roster shakes out after they move some guys and whatnot, but it just feels like they're starting to overload with the young talent and, and they're also trying to swing for the fences to get to the finals too. I, I just don't, I, I don't know. Right. I it's, feel like it's, 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 it's a lock jam. In, it's tough bringing in young guys when you're trying to compete too. I think that's really what it comes down to. Yeah. Yep. Um, all right. So what's going on next? Oh, this is kind of a, you know, since we, we know as Knicks fans here, uh, Trey, you're, you're, a uh, good friend of Brandon Jennings. Uh, mm-hmm. He's still out there. You know where he's going to end up? Uh, well, I was just with him this morning. He was working out. Um, right now, just still listening to a couple offers. That's cool. Um, hopefully, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, I try to leave my bias out of it. Um, but hopefully, um, there's a team that fits his style of play as far as uh, wings that can put the ball in the hoop, guys that can run and get after it. Um, as, as Knicks fans got a chance to see uh, last year, well, last season, where the second unit were kind of not running the triangle and getting the ball up and down. But sometimes they were forced to in the half court set to run the triangle. But I think uh, even if he had another shot in New York, I mean, I think it would work out a little bit better because they're actually – would be able to run and play that style of play basketball that fits his game. Yeah, it almost feels like a year too early or something. He was here. I mean, yeah. I loved when he was playing for us. It was it was definitely a conflict um, as far as you know. You get something going, and then now you know you got to run the triangle and go through Melo, which Melo might keep it eight seconds out of the eight to thirteen seconds out of the possession. You know what I mean? And then you get the ball out of out of out of comfort, and you got to shoot it. I mean, you're not getting really good shots. I mean, I really didn't watch Carmelo Anthony a lot until Brandon joined the Knicks. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of disheartening to watch because, you know, I've always been a pro mellow guy. But um, what lacked on last year's team was leadership down the line, including Brandon. Like, not to really check them. It was more so that Hornacek was trying to be cool with the stars and, you know, didn't really mold the young guys into players that they should have been. Like, I thought Billy did pretty good, and I thought Ron was okay, you know what I mean? But, like, there were a couple times, like, I understand that Joe Kim makes all his money, but Kyle should have started. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what I mean? They were a bit mobile, and they were up and moving. So, um, you know, that, that stuff plays a factor, and in, in hopefully, you know, over over this offseason, Courtney Lee can uh, gain his confidence back. Um, I mean, it's it's not easy playing on a big platform like New York or Los Angeles or, you know, those where heavy media covered and you're constantly checking your Instagram or you're constantly checking your mentions and fans are telling you you suck or they're telling you they love you. You know what I mean? So um, it, it's definitely a new thing for certain players. So whoever decides to come to New York, make sure that they got tough skin and uh and ready to play. You know what I mean? Like that's one thing I can say about the New York fans is that if, if a guy goes hard for you guys, then you guys are going to ride for them. Um, you know what I mean? Just like no quit. And I thought a couple of times that, you know, a lot of times they quit, um, the players. So yeah. hopefully they 
this new look, you know what I mean? Uh, especially led KP, if they buy out Melo, um, can turn a, turn a hill. Well, that's kind of one thing I wanted to say on like, I, I was curious with Melo, because you said you, you, you've only really seen him for, you know, the year, the half a year that Brandon came to New York. You didn't really watch too much of him before that. And we've seen quite a bit of Melo after the last couple of years now. And we've seen him go through all these different stages. You know, there's times where he's been looking like more of a shooter. There's times he's looking like more of a post player. There's times he looks like a leader. And times he's taking a backseat role. I just, I feel like it's, he got a really bad rap this past season. He got destroyed and put through the ringer. I mean, it was, it was shadow Jackson going back and forth. Like, yeah. that was the thing. And then you also had the Derrick Rose super, super team. And then you had the Derrick Rose disappearance. Mm-hmm. You had you know, different things overshadowing what they could actually focus on. I mean, it's it's one thing when you're getting ready for a game, but then you got a million reporters talking to you about something other than basketball. That shouldn't really matter. You know what I mean? Like, that should be all in-house stuff. But, of course, we live in a social media popular era where everything is news. Um, some things you're going to have to address. So, um, I feel that you know, like I said, until they part ways, you know, I feel like Melo's the next step for the Knicks to move forward and actually uh, relieve themselves of, of the situation. Because honestly, when they had Belton, Wilson Chandler, and, and Gallinari, mm-hmm. those guys were going in a positive direction. And now it's kind of like, you know, no, like I said, no shade to Carmelo. I think Carmelo is great. But you have to accept full responsibility on everything. You know, you can't say someone's picking on me, but you're the star, you're the superstar. So you're, if there's a missed shot or if there's a loss, you have to accept that. That's what stars do, regardless of how your team plays. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I think my, my thing is this. There is a, a definite kind of scenario where it could work out with Melo in New York. There's a definite kind of scenario where he, you know, steps aside a little bit next. He's got Phil gone, so he doesn't have to worry about that in his ear. You know, he can be the spokesman of the team again. You know, for as long as he can hold on to it, while KP becomes the focal point of the offense. You know, it starts to make the team his own. Um, that's the kind of and Melo can kind of bring in a little bit of a subdued leadership at that point. But I guess, you know, that's a scenario. That's a way that could pan out. I, you guys, see any kind of likelihood of that actually happening? Or are we just going to get next as usual? I'm not, I'm not for it, to be honest. I'm not for keeping Melo going into the preseason because if Jeff and KP are already having conversations about shifting, you know, giving him the number one, you know, like, hey, you're going to be our guy and passing the reins over, I don't see Melo. Melo still thinks how Melo thinks. You know what I mean? Melo won a ring his freshman year. Uh, Melo went to the uh, playoffs his rookie year. Like, you know what I mean? Melo always looks at things getting done Melo's way, just like Kenny Martin said. And it's kind of hard to convince that type of person. So, you know what I mean? Like, in general, he's super stubborn in the situation, and I don't think he takes a back seat or tries to develop or uh, guide KP into being the guy because he still thinks that he's elite as well. You know what I mean? When these guys do these rankings preseason and stuff, and, you know, I think uh, – I think Slam or whoever it was was generous, generous like with their ranking, with their rating for him, um, and he took it as offense. I mean, like you know, what I mean, you can't. Uh, Mel has to be realistic about situations until he can swallow his pride and become like a third option. He doesn't. He doesn't taste the postseason. He doesn't reach the finals. He doesn't. You know. You know. What I mean, it's 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 for him. He needs to be a team guy. Yeah. Like I mean. Yeah. 
you know, of course, like I said, he's a great guy. It's not to bash his character or anything like that. There's nothing to say anything bad about him as far as that. Like, he's an elite scorer, and that's all he does. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's it. Like, he can get a bucket from the back to the basket, facing up, outside. One of the toughest guys to guard in the NBA. But defense, no. Leadership, no. Anything else, no. So that's a tough pill to swallow as a Knicks fan. You're looking at these games, and you're kind of like, dude, you know, come on, Melo, go play some defense. And he looking back at you guys like, like, I ain't here for that. You know what I mean? But also, you don't have nobody on the roster that's there for it either. So, you know what I mean? If you don't buy in, then who's going to do it? Kevin Durant picked up his defense the past three years. Why can't you? My man's old now. Am I on to something? <laughs> no, my man. My man. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. Um, you saw best mellow like when he had a bunch of veterans with him, and I feel like that's what Knicks fans like always point to, like that fifty-four win season. Like, who do you have in the locker room? Jason Kidd, Sheed, Kurt Thomas, Marcus Thomas Camby, Marcus Camby, like exactly guys that he doesn't have to be accountable for. Those guys are going to check him. He's always, like I said, he wants the glitz and glam, but then when it comes down, he don't want to be the voice. And that was the thing I thought when Joe Kim signed with them, like, you know what? Joe Kim's going to be the voice of the locker room. But also, when you're playing sorry, you can't say nothing. So I think that's where the, Joe Kim's voice kind of depleted. And also, it was too much buddy-buddy stuff between him and Derek. It was kind of like the Chicago Knicks. More thing, like, you got to be fully in with that. You know what I mean? Like, you can't just be super clicky. So, I don't know. Um, Hopefully, uh, well, that's that's a that's a thing we haven't talked about now. Uh, Derek Rose, yuck! There is no there, there is no one else out there, man. It's it's like Rose it's Rose or Shelvin Mack now. I don't know what yeah. the I don't that's know the, either. That's the most New York thing to do is to bring Derek Rose back, a guy that doesn't share the ball. But listen, he he still finished. He still had eighteen a game. It's just he did it his way. But I felt like he's he's still chasing the ghost in Chicago. And um, it doesn't benefit those that 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 roster that you guys got. Like you know what I mean? Like you guys need a guy that's going to distribute, get guys open. You know what I mean? You guys got scores already. You don't need a scoring point guard. Yeah. No, not in the slightest. You know not what I mean? Close. If anything, it, it's 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 uh, the two guard spot, the two guard and and a legit five. Like I said, if you guys can still, if you guys can get Olenek for the low. I like Olenek there. You know what I mean? Like, he's not, not a Knicks guy, but, like, I still think that he spreads the floor. He gets other guys open. He knows how to pass. He has high IQ. That's stuff that's needed now in this type of basketball. That's why the Warriors is so good. They're, like, it's not just because of Kevin Durant and, you know, guys that they, you know, how they draft. They end up stealing Jordan Bell. I don't know how Jordan Bell that falls at that. Insane. You know what I'm saying? And you still wind up getting – and Nick Young, right? That's a hell of an upgrade. You got guys that don't even have to do nothing. Nick Young can hit two threes and he's going to be praised. Omar Caspi can do the same, right? You know, but even through the draft, these guys have these guys. They draft, they teach, you know what I mean? And before they play, they groom them into players until they're ready to hit the floor. You know, you're you're 100% right on this uh, Kelly Olenek thing, mm-hmm. but I will say this. Um, if the Knicks sign Kelly Olenek, I will buy a gun from a shady website and shoot myself in the face. 
You are not a fan of Kelly Olynyk. That's that I can't. I, but listen I can't, to me. But listen to me, Kyle. It, Kyle. And it makes no, no, no. Because he's right. It makes so much sense. But I can't. My my heart would hurt. I have to root for that guy. I just look at him. I think you'll get over it. I think you'll get over it. To be honest, you got over Kyle O'Quinn, didn't you? Yeah, but that's different. He has an excellent beard. I have an excellent beard. We share that. Both our names are Kyle. We share that. Like I could, we had common ground, you know. Like I was able to to, to come back after not liking Kyle O'Quinn. Kelly, his name's Kelly. Look at him, man. I think I think the, I think those wins have changed your mind, though. I know you're right. I the high right. low touch. I have pass, trouble accepting it, but I know you're right. The trailing threes. Him and him and KP working together on a high low front court. The, the the trailing threes are what it would work. It would just be because it's my thing. I'm not a big fan of KP's trailing threes. I want to see him get to the rack, up bake, mid range. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? His trailing threes are kind of like me going to the gym and just kind of you know what I seen KD land, land like this and shoot. Let me play around and in the range just to show that I can do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't really want to see KP do that yet. Let's 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 wait a, another year and work on that stuff. I want to see him dominate 15, 15 and in, and then and then we can stretch out and go back to like twenty and all that. You know what I mean? That's what we're all but, waiting for. Well, ho- hopefully with Frank in the fold now, we can get a little bit because I mean he's obviously been open about you know when he was drafted about playing the pick and roll with KP, and we kind of rolled our eyes because then it's like oh yeah well fucking triangle, but. Now that Phil's out and Hornacek's a, a point guard coach, if there's one thing that he does well in the NBA, it's offense and point guards. Like, that's it. Like, yeah. that that's his strength, you know? So, kind of to your point about uh, uh, about Jennings before, like, a year too soon kind of thing. Like, yeah, this kind of would have been a good year to just let everybody kind of be unleashed. Like, this would have been a good year to even have Jennings, you know, mentor uh, – Frank a little bit too, like off the bench. Like that's kind of what you want. You want a guy who's gonna push the pace, who's gonna find KP and you know, yeah, I mean, he had a little bit of an inconsistent play last year, Jennings did in in a in a system in Flummox, but this year with with the focus being KP, with the focus being pick and rolls, I, I don't know. I mean that's kind of I'm encouraged. I, I like I like all the talk for the first time in a long time. I like like all the collective talk. I think they're actually moving in the right offensive direction here, strategy wise. I, I mean, I don't know. Hopefully, these pick and rolls we can get KP moving towards the basket. To sign Griffin as GM because if you guys get Griffin, he's going to make some gutsy, ballsy plays and get you guys on the right foot. I want him because I mean that's he's he's one of the best. You know what I mean? Like, and he he makes he makes like i'm saying like he's respected and you know i mean he sees he he sees the the formula of what needs to be as far as roster makeup you know what i mean like you don't want you don't want a a safe gm you want cuz he's going to first say hey all right let's get mellow out of here let's how, how can we get this done now how can we shake players around KP and uh and Frank. And how can we do this? Okay, we got Billy there. We got uh Kuz Kuz. We got these guys, our core guys. And then let's 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 build let's build our bench. And then we go from there. And then we got the young Knicks, of course. Hey, they're not gonna win thirty some odd games, but you know, KP a potential potential all star out of the situation. You got, you know, maybe Frank in the rookie game doing his thing, and that's just building momentum of kind of what we've seen these other franchises build up from. You actually got hope, right? You don't want to, you don't want to overpay a, a guy that that has a name and he hasn't done nothing in years. 
Right. With a guy, and with a guy like with a guy like Griffin, it's like you kind of trust him that he's going to put players around players that make sense. With a guy like Phil, he was so concerned with the system and making sure that his system would fill that you know the players filled the needs of his system rather than the system filling the needs of his players, and that's what kind of ended up bringing this whole thing down. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, cool. I guess we'll wait and see. I don't know. Do we have any anything else going on with the Knicks? I don't think so, man. Um, I still think like gut feeling. Like I feel like for whatever reason, Rondo is going to end up here, and I'm not going to have any idea what to think about it. Like he's going to get the ball to KP and like his right spots and everything, but like I don't, I don't really know how to feel about I, I Rondo in 2017. It's going to be, it's going to be really tough, man. You know what I mean? Because Rondo's like a, a he, he supports the he supports the young guys, but then also he still thinks that he deserves to start. And I thought he had an excellent postseason before getting hurt. Um, but in general, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how he would work out with Frank as far as there because they would have to basically start him. And I don't know how he feels about coming off the bench. And he could be uh, toxic in a locker room as far as that. Man, yeah, that's why it's so weird to see. I can't that's why I'm Rondo in the Knicks jersey. That's why um, I'm just like so confused about it. Like he will set up the offense. Like he'll help KP grow on offense. You would think he could help Billy grow on offense, but then like in that locker room, you really don't know what kind of Rondo you're going to get. And it seems like he keeps getting linked to the Knicks. Like every time someone else signs somewhere else, like George Hill was off the board, and then all of a sudden we got oh Rondo to the Knicks. Um, Dion Waiters just came off the board, and I literally saw Rondo might be in the fold for the Knicks. Like oh it keeps happening, and I'm just like, this is this is probably where we're gonna go. Now, I really want a George Hill. You know who's gonna be the big uh, Knicks free agency signing? I'll tell you right now, it's Monte Ellis. I think so too. Don't really? Wants to buy out because you know. I mean, it makes sense. You know. I just, I'm not high on him like that. You I, know what I mean? I'm not either. As far as decision making and stuff, and like, I felt like he's taking a back step and just kind of cruising ever since he's joined. Uh, you know, he's bouncing around. I, th- he, I thought he had a great year in Dallas. I don't know why he's just moving forward and over he there. Did, he did initially before, I think it was before the Rondo trade, no? Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then after that, he's like, it's been what two and a half years or so, two years. He's like falling off a cliff. He was averaging twenty on like fifty percent shooting at one point, I think. So and I thought, yeah, it looked like Carlisle finally got him in the right system. You know, really optimized his, his style of play. Things were clicking, and then that was it. Like immediately, yeah. He just like everything, like his decision making, his efficiency. I mean, defense was not really ever there, but now it's for sure not there. I mean, everything just kind of. I really would not. I think I might be more mad about the Monta thing than I'd be about Rondo, if we're being honest. Dude. At least Rondo, you, you could try to justify it with some bullshit narrative like, ah, oh, he's going to mentor Frank. Like, oh, my God, that's so good. We can we can work with that. Like, Monta, there's nothing. It's just like we just signed him because he was kind of there for cheap. Yeah, I, it's just I was a- watching the uh, the Rondo's last game in, uh, in Dallas the other day, like the highlight tournament. I think Snotty uh, retweeted it. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm sitting there watching that, and that was right when the Rondos uh, to New York thing started picking up a little bit. And I was watching that game, and I was just horrified. Yeah, it was not good. 
<laughs> yeah, it was not good. <laughs> it was it was not good. It was very not good. <laughs> in fact, bad. It was in fact bad. We'd get Monte Mondays. Shout out Mariano. Yeah. Shout out to Mariano. Yep. <laughs> I wouldn't mind. I'm Monte Mondays have never disappointed. I wouldn't mind importing them over here. Yeah. Well, you 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 will probably find out how he got the Statue of Liberty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he brokered that deal. I I heard. Yeah. <laughs> How it became the Big Apple. Yep. Maybe maybe we might have to put that in writing and get something going for New York fans. Yeah. If if, yeah. if, if there's if there's a Monte if there's a Monte uh, signing, we'll, we'll we'll have a New York Monte story. I'm I'm more into this Monte Ellis signing now than I was at any other point in this podcast. So let's make it happen, Monte to New York. I would so quickly buy a Monte. Montella have it all t-shirt <laughs> in, in the blue and orange because oh, there's yes. not much of a difference between him and Dwayne Wade except like a couple wins and championships. That's quite the statement. Yeah, that was that was uh, that was quite the take. Wait, have you guys not seen that video? No. Oh, Monte says that in an interview. There's not much difference between him and Dwayne Wade, except like no a couple way. wins in championship. Yeah, no, when say, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, it was pretty bad. When w- it was a while ago. I've seen it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I missed that. And then he I'll finishes. Sure. It. He uh, finishes it by saying, "Monte, I'll have it all." <laughs> all right, yeah, you know I'm on board. Yeah, fuck it, I'm on years, board now. Man. I'm in. We deserve Waiters Island. We really did. Oh man. The best DW in Miami Heat history. I've often said that. <laughs> All right. We got anything else tonight? No, I, I think that covers it. I think we're we're a few days away from uh, from having a, a really big splashy free agency podcast. Um, but yeah, hopefully, hopefully something. Hopefully, we get some guards in here. Hopefully, we get some clarity on the mellow situation. And uh, yeah. I don't know. Just we're still waiting. Shout out Trey just tweeting that Montello video just now. And now I gotta go watch it. (laughs) Big big shout out. That was that's so funny. All right. Well, I'm gonna go watch that video. Thank you guys for coming on. Thanks, Trey. Thanks a lot, Trey. Both Trey's Trey squared. (laughs) Appreciate it, guys. Yeah, we'll we'll be back whenever there is something big to report. So hopefully soon. And uh, in the meantime, we'll talk to you all later.